So here Lord Brahma is explaining to Narada how is uh, he got the ingredients and paraphernalia required for sacrifice. More light will be thrown on the process of sacrifice in the next verse. Very nicely Prabhupada explains what is sacrifice. So here uh, Brahmaji is explaining that how Kaya's Chittam Samarpanam he has uh, compensated and also Samarpanam offered, complete offering was made uh, and uh, how he got the how he has decided to get the ingredients from Purusha Avayavaya Purusha Avayava means from the bodily parts of the Supreme Lord Sambhara Samruta and Sambhara means the ingredients so here the the one keyword is Prayaschittam. Uh, Prayaschittam means uh, compensation. Uh, so, uh, in the Vedic literatures, there is a process of Prayaschittam. Anybody who commits sinful activity, <coughs> it is advised that uh, he makes a compensation. He does Prayas Chittam so that he will be freed from the reaction of the sinful activity. As soon as somebody commits <coughs> a sinful activity, uh, it, uh, the reaction begins in the Chitta, Prayas Chitta. The Chitta means in the consciousness, it begins. And uh, in Ayurveda, this is called Pratnaparada an aparadha at the level of chitta and then that chitta percolates down and uh, comes to uh, the bodily platform and manifests as a disease. So automatically as soon as somebody does any sinful activity the reaction is already inbuilt. It's just a question of time, how much time it takes for the uh, for that uh, aparadha to uh, percolate down and become a, a reaction. Of course, sinful activities are also uh, segregated into you know, something small or medium or big. There is a severity involved in the uh, sinful activities. Some sins are considered very severe and uh, some are very minor. So, like when you go to a doctor and he diagnoses a disease, uh, for a small simple disease he gives a simple medicine and for a complex and uh, severe disease he gives a, a costly or complex medicine. So similarly the sinful activities if they are done, if they are very severe then the reaction uh, is also severe and price chitam is also severe. Let us say somebody murders someone else. Manu Samhita prescribes that such murderer should be hanged. There should be a capital punishment. And uh, if government hangs, government is actually following Manu Samhita, government will get some benefit. So, um, <clears throat> one can ascertain whether the government is good or bad on the basis of how they are representing the scriptures, on the basis of 
how they are able to implement the scriptural injunctions. So for a devotee, he can assess anything in this world, whether something is good or bad, very easily to see whether the government is or a particular institution is good or bad by looking at how much they are following the injunctions of the scriptures. So if the government gives a capital punishment for a murderer, it is good for the murderer. It's not that the government is against that person. No, it is good for the jiva, the soul. Otherwise, if he is not killed in this life, in the next life, the reaction will haunt him. Whatever murder is done, that reaction will haunt him. And uh, uh, his murderer gets a chance to murder him back. So that's the kind of uh, reaction that he has to go through. So the material nature, very subtle, very sensitive, very fine and uh, silently it is working and uh, if anybody commits any of this activity, every action will be judged. Every action. Manasa, Vacha, Karmana, these three levels, everything will be judged by the material nature. In the case of devotees, the Lord will ascertain whether there is an aparadha or not. So, the material nature, of course in this age, any papa committed in uh, any sinful thought in the mind is excused because uh, we are bombarded by sinful thoughts. The other day I was, uh, I went to some uh, some event and then coming back, big, big boards they have put and they were openly saying sin. That's advertisement. I don't know, I don't know what is that advertisement is. Openly they are encouraging sin like that, you know. So, people are bombarded with all these things. So, uh, that much is uh, exempted. In the previous ages, even the sinful thoughts were punished. But the problem here is, in the Kali Yuga, people hardly have any control on their minds. Uh, they can't distinguish. Their thoughts are separate from them. We are not this body means, we are not this body, we are not this mind also. So our thoughts are not ours. Our desires, whatever comes into the mind is also not my desire. My ideas, my desire, my thoughts, these are all illusion. Uh, we are not that. I am not my thought. I am not my desire. So one should not be attached to his desires and his thoughts and all that. Then what should he be attached to? He should be attached to the instructions of the spiritual master. He should replace mind with Guru. Guru Guru's instructions he should receive, not from mind. Then he is safe. Because Guru is always leading us. Gatayo Matayashtaiva is always leading us to the ultimate destination. That is Vishnu, Krishna. Huh? Beautiful and uh, uh, the original Vishnu is Krishna. And then devotees, uh, by following the instructions of the spiritual master, they attain attraction and attachment to the Supreme Lord. So that should be the... So coming back to this, the 
so there are sinful activities. Now, what is sin and what is pious? Uh, this has to be understood. So, in the material world, there are certain laws. These laws are meant to ensure the neutrality of the Supreme Lord. Supreme Lord is neutral to all the jivas. Neutral means is equal. Samoham Sarvabhutireshu. So Krishna has taken a stand as Paramatma is neutral. And so everybody is equal in his eyes. But then on what basis? On what basis they uh, they have to live? Uh, that is being decided by these material laws. All material laws are equal to all the jivas. If A does something to B, B will also be given the same opportunity to do the same thing to A. This is equal, neutral. The laws are neutral to everybody. A human being is not allowed to even kill an animal. Animal is also son of the Supreme Lord. Just that he has a different dress, different body. So, even if we kill an ant also, we have to pay for it. That is the law. Material laws are so sensitive and so subtle. You have not created the ant, so you don't have any right to kill it. If you create it, then of course we can understand. But you are not the creator. And you are not given any life. So, but then how do we do? How do we exist in this world? These are the kind of laws, very severe laws are there. The Prakriti treats any murder as murder. It's like that. So then how do we? So, then, so anybody who transgresses these laws, that's called sin. And anybody follows these laws, that's called pious. But beyond this sin and piety, there is a different plane of activity that's called devotional service. It doesn't fall under uh, material laws, doesn't fall under the purview of sin and pious. If somebody digs a well on the way to a pilgrimage and provides water, uh, that is pious. Somebody plants the trees, pious. You know, a government which plants thousands and thousands of trees, very pious. It gets uh, pious credits. Or somebody renovates the gods of the rivers and uh, purifies, cleans the rivers and all those things, pious. They are very uh, material nature, you are helping the nature. So that is good. But then, uh, these activities, the sinful activities, cannot be counted by pious activities. This is a problem. These two accounts are different. Sin goes into one account. Pious activity goes into a separate account. It will not compensate. That's why one has to specifically perform prayas chitta in order to come out of those uh, uh, sinful reactions. But uh, if somebody uh, performs devotional service. He goes beyond the purview of sin and piety and uh, simultaneously the devotional activities are highest pious. Already the piety is built into it automatically. 
they don't break any material laws. So while executing our devotional services, we should not break any of these laws. Even material laws we should not break. And so the devotees have uh, the protection already in built. Uh, Guru's instruction means protection. The Guru's instructions are inbuilt with protection. So if a devotee uh, takes a determination, a disciple, that I will only follow, I will only execute Guru's instructions, then he is always protected. Safeguarded. It's already inbuilt. There is nothing to worry. Even by mistake here and there, he commits some sinful activity. Uh, there is no need of any prize chitta because Krishna, he takes care of it. He purifies him. Ultimately, the Lord sees the heart of the devotee, somebody who is by habit is forced into some sinful activity, Krishna forgives him. Hmm? But uh, one should not plan deliberately that yes, let me commit sinful activity and then if I chant Hare Krishna, then it will be compensated. Then again I can go on. Hmm? This is the mood of some of the Christians. Uh, they go on Saturday or Sunday, after only they will do all the uh, bhajans and all those things. And uh, evening onwards again back to normal. Uh, they will go to McDonald's, they will go to this, they will go to that, uh, eat all kinds of things, commit all sinful activities. And then again next Sunday they will come to the church to purify uh, their sinful activities. They want to dump on Jesus and go on with their activities, this is the thing. Whether it is church or temple or whatever, if this is the mood, then it is no use. This kind of a prize chitta, uh, Parachit Maharaj compared as Hastisnan. An elephant goes to a river, goes inside, nicely takes bath, clean, fresh, and comes out again, throws the sand, sprinkles all over. Then what happened to your bath? What is the use of such a bath? Uh, immediately, as soon as you are out of the bath, you are again, you are dumping with uh, sand and all. Similarly, people, as soon as you go out to the temple or church or whatever, immediately they commit all kinds of sinful activities. Then what is the use? Uh, so, if somebody takes to devotional service, then what is the difference? Okay, he is also, you are saying, going to the church, he is doing devotional service also doing some prayers and this and that. Uh, so, uh, by doing prize chitta, uh, one thing that remains is the sinful desires. The desire to commit sin will remain. This is the problem with the prize chitta methods. For example, if somebody does, uh, <coughs> doesn't have driving license, nowadays he has to pay 5,000 rupees. That is prize chitta. <laughs> But then again you will go without driving license. Heart has not changed. Many people go to jail, but they won't change anything. They come out and again they will go back. They commit the same sinful activities. There is no change in the heart. The long ago when we started, uh, uh, there is a prison feeding in Bangalore from our Akshapadrosh. BBC has covered an article saying that uh, 
many prisoners do not want to leave jail in India. <laughs> uh, do you know why? Like that's the heading he has put that he has got an article. That's because Akshay Patri is providing food. <laughs> so that's interesting. So uh, the regular fruitive activities and the prize chitta meant for them, uh, the prize chitta, fruitive karmakandiya sacrifices will not change the heart. Again, he will be forced by his habit and commit sinful activities. So then where is the where is the meaning to this? Repeatedly going on with all these uh, things. So that's why um, what is recommended is the pure devotional path. By practicing pure devotional service, sooner or later the heart will change. There will be a transformation in the heart of a devotee. Our movement is about changing hearts. Hmm? There should be a transformation. Janathaga Viplava, our movement is meant for creating a Viplava, a revolution in the sinful life of the people in general. We are not here to encourage, say, yeah, yeah, you go on with whatever you are saying, and then you come to the temple, you purify, and again go on with whatever you are saying. No, we want to tell them, stop all this. Janathaga Viplava, we, we are not meant, ours is not an ordinary uh, temple or an ordinary movement. We are here to create a revolution in the sinful life of people in general. So that's why a devotee, by taking risk, he presents the truth as it is. Because if you present the truth, they will bounce on you. They will be very angry. Hmm? So, but the devotees, they present. Of course, we should be careful to present the philosophy. Uh, uh, we may know the truth, but we should be careful. For example, Chandrayan, we all know the truth, but we should be very careful to present the truth. For the outside. Once they become devotees, then they understand what is the truth. So, uh, <coughs> uh, so the, our movement is meant for changing these hearts. There should be a transformation in the way they think, in the way they talk, in the way they behave. Sadachara has to come. There should be a good behavior in people. Uh, Durmarga has to become Sanmarga. Uh, there should be speech, nice, pleasing, truthful speech. Uh, the, our movement is meant for this. There should be a visible change in the way we talk and uh, the way we behave. And for that to happen, as devotees, we have to set examples. Uh, we should speak nicely, truthfully, always on Krishna, connected to Krishna, and then behave. Uh, as per the etiquette, not that we behave in one way and talk one way in front of somebody and then backside you talk something else or behave something else. No. A devotee has no personal or secret behaviors. His life is an open book. Anybody can see. Uh, we don't have, uh, a devotee doesn't have any private life. His life is public, what he eats, what he has to talk, what he has to behave, everything is known. Hmm? So like that, as practitioners of this uh, great uh, representatives of this great movement, uh, we have to show uh, a high quality behavior 
a high quality speech we can't take it loosely it's a great responsibility then only we will be able to convince others we will be able to uh, make a transformation in their lives if we can't make a, a transformation in our lives and how can we make a transformation in others lives okay so let us first uh, now take up this samarpanam complete offering to krishna our manasa vacha karmana offer everything to krishna and then use those facilities that are given here the great temple and ashram and all this life purushavaya vaire the sal came from the bodily limbs of the lord only from the lord only all these things came sambhara all these ingredients should be used for reaching making a complete offering to krishna samarpanam so very sincerely a devotee has to engage all these facilities both his own bodily facilities we have nice facilities given krishna has given a good body good mind a sound intelligence everything he has given so let us use everything for glorifying krishna uh, as a samarpanam as a, a naivedya a wonderful naivedya we have to offer not a clumsy and tasteless and jerky offering uh, it should be a nice interesting exciting offering uh, to krishna then yes then there will be transformation in us and we will be able to transform others okay so that is the uh, some of the points from this verse